delighted to be here on this even song, uh, to be in the midst of such a wonderful worship experience. Special thanks to all that have contributed thus far. Two years ago, almost to the day, I was getting adjusted to the first days of fatherhood. These were long nights of sleep deprivation, and I needed a boost. A strong Dr. Pepper, my favorite soft drink, didn't do the trick. I was literally walking around like a zombie with bags under my eyes to keep awake. In desperation, for the first time, I purchased an energy drink. I need to fly through the midterm, crack open a Red Bull. It gives you wings. Fortunately, or or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, that's really a lot of bull. <laughs> what is clear, or maybe not, is what Red Bull claims his drink can do. Here are just a few of the rather vaguely stated benefits of chugging it down. It improves performance, improves concentration and reaction speed, it improves vigilance, it improves emotional status. It stimulates, God knows I need this, metabolism. Whatever the situation, whether facing a final or battling a brutus, the cry grows out from the tired and fragile among us. Just give me the juice. When the disciples cry out to Jesus in Luke chapter 17, Increase our faith. It sounds very much like a similar request for an instant energy boost like I needed as a first-time father. Jesus challenges them, his disciples, in the deep responsibility to not cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin. Not only that, when someone wrongs them, they are to forgive the person who sins against them even seven times a day. The persistence and energy it takes to guard oneself and others from wrong and to forgive even the repeat offender is daunting. It is no wonder then that the disciples hearing Jesus' commands were suffering from a severe case of spiritual fatigue. To meet these demands, the disciples request increase our faith. The demands of discipleship wonder how they can ever meet them. They recognize faith as a gift from God and ask, increase our faith. They can ask for faith. They can prepare themselves to receive it. But it is God, it, it is God's to give. It is during those times of spiritual fatigue that we join the disciples in wanting an energy crank shot of faith and we'll try to get it in many different ways. 
For some, the quick fix can be found in the latest seminar book, retreat, or program that brings the rush of a dynamic spiritual high. We figure that all we need is a lot more faith, a lot more time, a lot more energy. We vow to do better and freshly fueled with new ideas, we plunge back and forth into the grind determined that we'll be okay and that finally everybody's needs will get met. Who better than Jesus to ask, increase our faith, to give me more juice, to give me more standards, to crank me up. I'm delighted as the relatively new director of evangelical mission in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America that far farther Kerbal is committed to embracing not a new mission with the latest gimmick or energy boost, but using the gifts of this great congregation so we can partner together and see what the Holy Spirit will do in Mount Airy and Chestnut Hill and beyond. Jesus uses the metaphor of a mustard seed, the tiniest of seeds, to symbolize the kind of faith that his followers should <coughs> embrace. Over time, a mustard seed grows, matures, and blossoms, but that takes steady nurture, the right conditions, and a patient vision for the long term. There's mustard seed faith. That's it, but that's not enough, more than enough. How then do we get this powerful faith? <coughs> we do this by spending time in prayer through faith development with associating with people of faith, participation in Worship and life in the church is important. Isn't it a sad reality that church attendance, full-time church attendance, is defined by attending church two times a week? How many Eagles fans? I'm an Eagles fan. How many Eagles fans do we have here today? <laughs> I know that you get at least eight home games. How many of you will miss four? of those games. But faith <coughs> requires participation. It requires us being true to the book of common prayer. <coughs> we are united in liturgy, but diverse in our expression in the world. We grow in faith as we act in faith. Every gift of God is strengthened by the exercise of it. And this is true of faith. One word of conscious caution, just as the ordinary foot soldier sees too little to know how well or badly the battle is going. The ordinary Christian also has limited vision. 
We can now see that their blood was not shed in vain, the blood of the martyrs, but instead became the manure that promoted the church strong growth. Faith means believing even when the outcome seems in doubt. Habakkuk was such a prophet. He was not an unthinking optimist or unrealistic dreamer. He had reason for hope, the word of God. God had warned the Israelites that they would be punished if they disobeyed his covenant commands. He had also promised that if they repented, they would be restored. Habakkuk did not despair. Habakkuk did not lose faith. Instead, he rejoiced in the Lord. Every Christian should be able to say, just as Habakkuk, though everything is going around, going wrong around you, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will say again, rejoice as Philippians. Let your gentleness be evident at all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests. Of God, and therefore the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds with Christ Jesus. Just as the disciples wanted to probably hear more, an energy boost, God told Habakkuk that he must wait. The fall of Babylon, the realities of his prophetic discourse of theodicy, of why evil happens. God still told Habakkuk to wait, and he said, I will stand in my watch and set myself on the wrappers, and I will look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And Yahweh said to Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who runs may read it. The Lord ordered Isaiah to write down prophecy that it may be for the first time to come forever and ever. The Lord ordered Jeremiah to take a scroll of a book and write therein all the words that I've spoken to you against Israel. We must write the vision and make it Plain. Someone said that God is a panoramic God. In recent times, beloved, there's a new phenomenon in 3D films, such as James Cameron's Avatar, which shows a 360-degree look at a moment in time. But in pre-19th century, Thinking, They had a panoramic view. If you've ever been to Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm from, it's a thing called the cyclorama. And they show you a 300-degree scene of the Civil War. The psychological fact that we don't have eyes in the back of our heads, unless you're a mom, of course. As a result, we're susceptible to becoming focused on one piece, one section, one image at a time. That's quickly replaced by another. This is like the church. We focus on buildings, budgets, 
and bodies, and usually if the budget is right, the other two are not as important. Unlike a panorama which invites lingering and taking in the whole scope of work of art, film dictates our imagination and wants to wrap up life with a neat conclusion at the two-hour mark. Sure, film is its own art form and a good one, but something's missing when we can't slow down enough to recognize and immerse ourselves in a panoramic vision of life, the kind of vision which God sees the world. St. Martin in the fields, I want you to take time, close your eyes, and imagine. Imagine the things in this wonderful place, this wonderful sanctuary, but imagine that God sees beyond the four walls of this edifice, that God sees beyond what we can't see, and says to Habakkuk in verse 4, chapter 2, that the righteous will live by faith. And it is faith that Jesus Christ saved us. It was by faith that Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. That it was by faith that Enoch was taken away so he did not experience death. It was by faith that Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive an inheritance. It was by faith that Sarah, being barren, received power to conceive an offspring. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Beloved, beloved, God is not looking for adrenaline, fuel junkie, superstars of faith, but servants who do the simple stuff and who do not what they ought to have done without seeking the head rush of a reward. Here's the good news. The more daunting the task, the more weak we may feel, the more God can work in us and through us if we have only faith. Faith is not our ability to do the job, but God's ability to do the job through us. And we know that with God all things are possible. Do I have to have Enormous faith? Do I have to go to church? Do I have to speak in tongues? All we have to do is to have a small faith of a mustard seed and to slow down, take care, and make ourselves available. Like the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 6 says, Here am I. Send me. And because of faith, it's more about God's ability than ours. It is also means that God, as I learned two years ago, is the source of my strength, not a can of Red Bull, to get us through the weariness and forecast of the days ahead. We can declare, like Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse 4, though the enemy is puffed up, the righteous shall live by faith. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life, 
according to your word. I gave an account of my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. Though my soul is weary with sorrow, strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from my deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart not on Red Bull, but on your laws. And with that, with that, we will do more than what we can imagine for what God has in store for this great church and our wonderful community. Amen.